Hi Haley. So I am Manvi and we are in a cancer healing journey talk today. Um Haley is a an ovarian con- cancer survivor and today we will she'll be uh, telling us about her journey that she went through uh, while she was suffering from cancer and uh, this is going to help others who are going through the same journey they'll get to know what they should do and what they should not and what kind of motivation that they can get from this so uh, haley over to you you can let us know how you got to know about the disease and uh, how you went through the treatment yeah. how many first of all thank you for inviting me here uh, it feels really great, great to contribute in ways in unobvious ways that you can especially during the times of covid so things get a lot worse during this time but uh cut it short i'll start with my journey So I was 17 when I got diagnosed with uh, ovarian cancer. I just began with my college first year and I had come home for weekends and all of a sudden I got terribly sick. Initially I did have hormonal imbalance and other issues going on but that was like in the background that was not much bothersome that it would make me think that it could lead to something like this. I felt terribly sick and I was rushed down with the hospitals i went to a lot of the family doctor and gynec and everything and they all were like you know this is something major this is something major i went through all the scans scans and all the cancer markers and everything and the uncle i met the oncologist and he broke out the news to me that you may have cancer and after surgery when you observe your tumor we get to know that what it is and exactly how it is and so it was in the mid august and i remember it was my brother's birthday and we had my surgery and the surgery went for a great great amount of time and after the surgery uh, it was that i was in ovarian cancer uh, teratoma 2 and yeah the treatment i had to undergo chemotherapy after that there were no radiations or others there was chemotherapy and i had six cycles that went across the time of almost a year's time and several other post cancer treatments that had been going on through port and other things that had been installed those installation and then the removal surgery and along with yeah the period was more of mentally challenging rather than physically so yeah and i had my college years so i did not take a break and i wanted to continue and did not like this thing bring it down or something like that so i continued my, my education along with the treatment yeah that's my big story if you can cut it short okay so um how old were you when you were diagnosed with uh, ovarian cancer i was 17 okay so you were going through your college studies while you were uh, also taking the treatment yeah okay So um you told about the first signs so uh, what were exactly those signs that uh, you know uh, you thought that you should get it checked from the doctors uh, and uh, it saw it it said you know it you thought it to be alarming and you should get it checked yeah. what were those um, the funny thing yeah. the funny thing is that ovarian germ cell tumor does not have any specific symptoms or alarms that you know you should be watching out for 
it just happens and it's so laid back uh, you might have normal hormonal imbalances and all and until it happens your doctor even your gynec would not know that these could lead to cancer so they are very like passive and until it hits you and until you get terribly sick you wouldn't even know that you are having cancer so like breast cancer has it that you might feel alarm or heaviness in your breast or something like that ovarian cancer does not and even if it hurts you might think that these are normal period cramps it's mm-hmm. very laid back and passive Mm-hmm. So I had already been undergoing hormonal imbalances and had been getting treatment for them, but that was like every other teenage girl at that age was going through that phase. Yeah. So it wasn't much of concerning back in the days. So something that my gynecologist would warn me around about or something. I was just on hormonal medications and that was going on, and this came all of a sudden. But yes, uh, we should like if they if anyone is going through any hormonal. imbalances they should definitely have a watch on it and try to balance it out and rather than relying more on medications try to regulate it with your food and exercise and health wise the natural way you go the less you need to suffer because if you keep on taking the medicines you are just having a blind like yeah, i'm in check with my doctor i have things going on so you would not know until it comes to on your face yeah i agree so um how did you uh, you know give out this news to your family uh, and to your dear ones that you was uh, you having this issue and how did they take this news when they heard it hmm. so when i uh, when i was i felt sick uh, my parents were in home they had out for some trip and now that my uncle's place so the starting procedure it went on and my Uncle and auntie took me to uh, took me to the hospitals and got the scans and everything done and my parents had to fly down and it, my parents were together and it was doctor first broke the news to my parents and then they told me I mean they didn't even tell me directly because I was just seventeen so they thought this would be really scarring for her so they never mentioned the word cancer but I was curious and I went through what the report and this and that and. I read a research on it, and I'm like, okay, this is cancer. They are trying to sell me the same story, different way, so that I'm not hurt. So they were very considerate of it, and so never, the word that you are diagnosed with cancer never came up in my journey. But we were all kind of silently dealing with the thing. We all knew, but you know, it's like you know, you don't know that I know that you know, kind of situation. I think yeah, that it was like that. doing that keeps you going and you don't uh, really mm-hmm. let yourself uh, you know get bothered with the fact you should actually fight mm-hmm. and that's what you did mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so what were the series of treatments that you took and uh, what uh, what out of them actually helped you with recovering um uh, for my case uh, the first of all we had surgeries uh, tumor was removed and it was It weighed around 1.5 kg. It was huge. The tumor was quite huge, and yeah. So first surgeries were done, and after surgery, post-op, uh, the stents and all were put in my body, and I was put on observation for a few days, uh, for several days, and then when my body the stats became normal, I we started with chemotherapy. So 
the chemotherapy each lasted for like a week's time and then after the period of 45 days i had another chemo cycle so i had around six chemo cycles throughout and along with chemo cycles i had other uh, treatment going on other support was installed within and the other vital drugs that were needed for me because in the middle my body kind of broke down it, we kind of had like you know, my body was not sustained really well with chemo cycling along with the side effects so we had to pause it for a while and other things were going kept and going the certain vials and important whatever nutrients my body needed they were continued along with it and along with that for like i i was an avid reader and it was affecting me mentally so to keep up my mind sane i read a lot and this different things and i read about almost every celebrity or known person who had the cancer journey and whoever had the book or movie made on it i kind of watched that and it was kind of cathartic for me and i myself i'm a mental health student so i I'm a clinical psychologist, so I was studying psychology. So that really helped me, and that was a phase when I was changing a lot, physically, mentally, emotionally. So that was like whole carving your different personality, like getting to know yourself better, the present now, and all those. So the journey was quite of challenging, more of emotional, mental for me rather than physically, because physically we had it too, that. we have certain rounds of chemotherapy this and that so it was all planned out but then it was like hurdles yeah and yeah this happens so you must be having many side effects because of uh, the treatment that you were going through were there any yeah like the of about all things uh, the hair loss before i had really great hair they were thick the each angle strand it was and even the voluminous was there like i had hard time washing that and then after chemotherapy my hair did not grow for several like good one and a half year okay. so like and yeah and they were also very scanty and they didn't grow as they used to be like they are like 100th of what i had like mm-hmm. if you see my pony it's like really small that is one side effect other than that uh, it, there was a lot of mental fog and what you call as chemo brain that went for good a year is fine they like you know sometimes you just have blank points and it's difficult for you to remember things and uh, the cognitive functions they kind of slowed down or for cracking okay another yeah another side effect for that would be i had kind of patches all over my body like skin patches like people who have hormonal issues and they have darkening of the skin around that was one that but that came down within a few months only any 6 months to a year's time okay yeah so those were yeah those were the side effects and those are also rapid weight loss and weight gain like i used to gain and lose around 20 20 kgs so it was so difficult to put up the things especially to people who are not close so they would see me once and i was having a normal body You see me next month, and I have dropped down, and as if I was skinny. And then they see me after two, three, one months, and I have gained the weight like a different person. So that was very hard to explain to people. Yeah. So yeah, that was major weight gain and weight loss. Maybe that that was all a side effect of the treatment. 
Yeah. Because of, like even after the treatment got over, I was put on meds. So even they have their side effects going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, did you also, um, you know, choose any complementary therapies or uh, any other treatments like Ayurveda or maybe something else that you felt helped with you? Or was um, it only allopathy? Yeah, no, we stick to allopathy only. We didn't try anything. But I was suggested to have a protein-rich diet back in the days. And uh, everybody insisted that I should have protein powder and stuff, but uh, I was really not into protein powder, so I went the natural way and tried all the vegetable, all the possible ways of protein-rich food, eat legumes uh, or the sprouts or anything. And that was also a time when I was learning about veganism, and I had started making baby steps from uh, non-vegetarian towards vegetarian. And eventually now I'm a vegan. Okay. So I was the time when I was discovering things and I started speaking. It was actually really helpful for me, for my body. Because if you see a vegetarian diet was much sustaining as compared to non-vegetarian diet on my body as well as the digestive system, which helped me feel the energy levels and otherwise. Okay. So basically uh, changing your diet and making it more protein rich helped you a lot yeah yeah so uh what did the doctor suggest any other uh, types of therapies that you could get maybe um, anything else that you considered apart from uh, reaching out to the doctor any kind of therapy um no uh, doctors did not suggest and they were like i was fine and i was having good results after the minor change in my treatment and i even my parents at that time did not risk, did not think it was worth risking trying some alternative methods that could, you know, mess around with the treatment that we're having. Mm. And like, I'm the youngest daughter, so they did not, like, even if it, I was the youngest, they don't mind messing around with things that they are not sure of, especially things that is critical. So, no, we did not do any alternative method, um, methods with respect to what the doctor suggested. I think that 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 was a good decision that you took because, um, yeah, it had actually helped. And now you're better. So, how long has it been since you've been cured, and uh, what steps do you take now to keep yourself healthy? Um, it's been five years now, and over five years of time, a lot of things changed, uh, dietary-wise, physically, mentally. I even went for therapy sessions, uh, I mean, mental health therapy sessions. I changed my uh, diet from non-vegetarian to vegan for health as well as animal and environment. And I also started practicing yoga. I mean, that was the period I started. I was into yoga. I just got to know about practicing yoga and things happened. So then it was like, you know, an extra push for me for that pussy yoga and I have been practicing yoga for five years now so that and also a lot of knowing about myself before what I was before cancer during cancer and after so that I could literally see myself as three different person and how to better myself as an individual from cancer journey because when you are 
when you just get done with a transfer, going to a transfer, there's so much of changing your environment that you stop, you do not know how to exist. Like if you ask any cancer patient, they will find like, you know, they do not know of themselves. They even don't know how to like connect or be around with people who are familiar, even if it's family. It's so hard for you to connect and have even normal, like, you know, be in one space with them because the environment is so changed and you are in hospitals all the time surrounded with doctors and nurses, and mostly it's hardly one person that is allowed to be with you only for certain hours. So you are in your own high, you have made the beds and the mattresses and stuff as your comfort and you're so used to seeing things around. And for somebody like me who had put myself into books and movies and everything for comforting and finding the same environment, it's really difficult. So that way, like, you know, gaining composure again, learning your ways to stand up and rise and be around with it and finding your composure, your way to put yourself out in society. Yeah, that'll play the major role. And changing dietary lifestyle, yoga, taking therapies, and a lot of, like, even before therapies, I did a lot of work on myself. And when I had the breakdowns and stuff, and that's when I realized I need some professional help and I went for therapy sessions which really helped me like pointing the directions I need to be working on yeah those were the lifestyle changes that's from then to now actually I'm uh, I'm actually really intrigued to know that you told about the mental uh, therapies and the health that you took to keep yourself mentally healthy and it is something that is very important for a cancer patient because they go through a lot while their treatment. So uh, what would you suggest uh, to other cancer patients who are going through the same, how they should keep themselves mentally uh, fit? Uh, apart from physical fitness, what kind of steps they should take so that they, keep, they can keep themselves happy and motivated to go through the journey? Um, just, just a second. What happens when we are going to therapy and your aim treatment is we shut ourselves down and we are constantly obsessed with the topic and it comes very naturally. You cannot stop thinking about things. And mostly it's about the future and sometimes you go in the past. So the basic common symptoms uh, a person goes through is depression and anxiety. That anxiety, like, you know, you are so anxious about what things are going to be around and how is it going to be. And mostly you have fear of that. Will I survive it? And how I will be perceived after the world. Like, you know, when I go out, step outside, how I will be perceived. And are things going to be normal? Like, we are so much occupied with thinking how things will get back to normal. But it is to be needed, it's needed to be understood that Things will never be normal. Like, you know, it'll be something different for you now. It's not going to be the old normal. You'll have a normal, but it will be a different normal for you now because now you have had that one part and you have been through that journey. So a lot of it comes with occupying yourself with things that makes you feel better. We need a lot of occupants because if you do not occupy any shutdown muscle, you are going to have those thoughts you need to do something that makes you feel better, something to look forward to. Do not shut down yourself from people who are trying to approach you. It might be uncomfortable, but you need to have a little connection else you know, it gets more lonely out there. Yeah. 
Another thing is like, like try like you know in the minimalist ways to move around a little bit. Don't keep sticking to your bed. Even in the room, if you are move around, feel around. Like you know, if you have if you have the luxury of having a window that has you know that has sky and you can look around to the surroundings, do that. That helps a lot. Actually, like rather than seeing a wall or rather than seeing a screen, it's better to have a look outside. You can get a greater perspective. You look at the fresh life there. Yeah, yeah. And talk to about things, how you feel. Always address, like normally, what normally the conversations of conversations like, I'm worthless or I feel like shit, but uh, I'm shit. But they do not rather frame it like, you know, I feel certain way because X, Y, Z. You need to have a conversation. You need to, like, you know, put out everything because we have, we get into the pattern where we do not want to talk and a lot of things keep on coming. The things you can do is maybe write it down or put it out. But then you work up in different things. So these are the certain things you could do. And yeah, keep yourself hydrated. And eat well. Those two are also the reasons why, like, if you have not eaten well or if you're dehydrated, that too affects your thought pattern and your mood. Because that time already your body is cutting down on the cells, it, it is shrinking your body down. That so is affecting you physically, mentally. And if you're not hydrated, if you're not hungry, it will imbalance the hormones in your body, the inside it, uh, and all the all the process that goes on in your body. So you need to keep well that you are hydrated enough you have enough food and yeah try meditation that really helps you don't have to be like you know amazing just do it for five minutes two minutes 15 minutes and that's enough whenever you everything gets too much try doing that or just close your eyes and just let everything go out okay i think these are some really good tips that can help someone going through the journey. Um, so lastly, oh, is there any parting message that you would like to um, give out to others uh, that can, you know, a small tip that you would like to give others who are uh, struggling from cancer? Um, I would not tell them that uh, be strong or this and that, like how everybody says, because this is exactly the time where you do, you do not have the facility to be strong. You are going through things. You will feel things. Just feel whatever you're feeling and carry on. Take one step at a time. You don't have to be strong. Who are you going to be strong for? You don't have that reactive to be strong. Deal with one emotion, one feeling, whatever you have going on, one step at a time. And you do not have to force yourself to be in certain way. You already are going through certain things. Your body and your mind is already going through things. So don't force yourself to put yourself into another strain to be strong with this wise. Just make sure that in one this moment, whatever you're feeling, you feel like try to feel a little better. Just sail through it. You're going to sail through it. And yeah, I think good things happen to good people. So yeah, you will get through this. Do not, you do not have to pressure yourself to be strong for anyone. Don't do it. That's the most worst thing that somebody can ask for. Like, you know, be strong. How am I supposed to be strong? I'm already going through things. It's like one day, one step, one at a time. 
that's what i would like to say that's that's really great so um i think we are at the end of the discussion now and uh, thank you so much hey for joining us today and helping others uh, who are uh, you know they are looking forward to these motivational uh, journeys and you've come out to it within it strongly so yeah thank you so much and all the best you're welcome thank you you have a good day thank you